Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by Midwestern man who played in an average emo band chugging mug root beer. He evolved into a filmmaker, writer, producer, cinematographer, and creator of Blink-182's We Are Coming music video and featured film debut. I'm totally fine. We welcome director Brandon Dermer. Hey, hi. How's it going? Absolutely great, Brandon. Let's go beyond the mic. Were you surprised that it was so easy for you to come and direct the video for Blink-182? I... I <laughs> You know, it it didn't come too easy. You know, I think it was apropos that the song was called Edging, that this was made for. It took a long time to get there. And then when it did, though, it was so worth it. (laughs) I'm not going to go there. I'm totally fine deals with an extraterrestrial Faustian bargain. How did this happen? This, This came together in the midst of 2020. I had another feature film fall apart. My world was falling apart around me, just like everyone else. And the sort of overwhelming uncertainty that 2020 provided inspired this idea of once you stop trying to control this thing that's out of control, you can kind of be present and enjoy life. And I thought, what better way to explore that than with an alien? So I approached my good friend, Alicia Keetry. We started writing the script together. And then I talked to another good friend, Kyle Nuacek, who comes from Workaholics. He directs What We Do in the Shadows. Hilarious comedian, amazing director. And he said, I want to produce that. Let's let's go make it. Jillian, Natalie, and the wonderful house all play incredible roles. The house adds such depth to the loss that Jillian had to portray. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Jillian plays this woman in mourning who goes to this rental home that was rented to celebrate the sale of her business with her business partner and best friend, Natalie Morales, who unfortunately unexpectedly passes away. So she goes to this big, beautiful house and it represents both what was going to be what the, you know, what was supposed to happen and also extreme isolation. It's this big, beautiful house. So it really played a character in the film just alongside Natalie and Jillian. How did the pandemic change you and the way you look at filmmaking? I really sort of, you know, in July of 2020, I was like, if I'm going to make a movie and it's going to be in the pandemic, I have to work things backwards and think about how to make this thing as contained as possible and make something that we can execute with a small crew. Um, luckily at that time, prior to that, I had the opportunity of doing a bunch of music videos for Diplo's country album, Thomas Wesley snake oil. And uh, that was the first things I shot in the pandemic. And it was a similar thing. What can we do with minimal crew and safely? So I sort of cut my pandemic teeth with those videos and then applied that sort of backbone to the making of this film. As you started to help writing and direct this film, how did it free you? It it was a it was a really cathartic experience because again this this movie is a metaphor of the death of 2020. We wanted to we wanted to tell a story that anyone uh, could plug in their life and make it very universal. Everyone's experienced loss, whether it's with a family member, a friend, or a divorce, a house. You, you could apply it to anything. And for me, it was the the death of 2020. I had this whole year planned ahead of me. I thought these certain things were going to happen. My fiance just, we got a new place together. We thought our lives were going to be one thing. And then the pandemic told us something else. And for us, luckily we came out of it in a good place. A lot of people came out of it in other ways. It was tough. So yeah, I hope people find this film as cathartic as I did. Director of I'm Totally Fine, Brandon Dermer joins us beyond the mic. And Brandon, it's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Just answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Okay. What's the favorite music video you didn't direct? Um, Janie's Got a Gun, Aerosmith. Very good choice. How about the best Halloween costume you wore as a kid? Uh, 
from a Papa John's delivery employee. Interesting. You directed the Jonas Brothers during a pandemic concert. So, Brandon, who's your favorite Jonas Brother? Oh, boy. You can't do that to me. The fourth one. You have to go there. <laughs> Can you blow a bubble with bubble gum? Oh, yeah. Where's the best place you've seen a concert? The Metro in Chicago. Where was the best road trip you've ever been on? Uh, my fiance and I driving from Seattle to Los Angeles. Oh, there has to be a good story there. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Which movie between Troll, Gremlins, Leprechaun, and Wishmaster scared you the most? <sighs> Probably Gremlins as a kid. Brandon, who's the best director of all time? Oh, man. Of all, I don't think there is the best director of all time. Why? You? <laughs> I don't know. Of all time, is there the best of anything? I don't know. So, who's your favorite director of all time? I mean, I, I got I got a lot of favorite directors. Oh, man. I mean, I really look up to Spike Jones. I really look up to Edgar Wright. I really love uh, David Wayne, John Carpenter, Steven Spielberg. They're all, you know, I can't, I can't pick one. <laughs> That's what the Rocky Nate is all about. Yeah, man. When the final cut was done, what was your first thoughts and emotions on a project that had such a deep impact on you? I mean, we shot the film in December of 2020 in the height of the pandemic. We started editing it in February of 2021. So when we finished it going into 2022, just relief and excitement. And, you know, it was a roller coaster emotions. I wanted to keep working on it, but I wanted the world to see it. And I just, I was just so excited for people to finally see this movie. So what's your next project? I have a couple, all, you know, all the fun things that I can't even talk about, but I have a, a new movie that I really hope gets going. I have a TV show that I hope gets going. Uh, I'm sure some music videos thrown in there, but yeah, keep, keep a lookout. There'll be fun stuff coming. It's time for one big question with director of I'm totally fine. Brandon Dermer beyond the mic. Brandon, if given the same opportunity, would you make the same choice as your character did? Yes, because um, if I try to control that, this whole movie is about letting go of control. And anytime I try to in my career or personal life control an outcome to like the nth degree, it ends up going a completely different direction and a better direction than I could have ever anticipated. So I wouldn't change anything because I don't know anything. I'm just going to keep rocking and rolling and, and going on this ride. Where can people see? I'm totally fine. You can see I'm totally fine in select theaters and then on digital demand, you can rent it on Apple, Amazon, you know, iTunes, all those fun places. You can go see it today. You can watch it right now after we get off this interview on iTunes or on Amazon, or you can go find it in a the theater near you. What's the biggest inspiration you found in your life? Just being a real person, taking time to just hang out with friends, experience life, and then reflect on those, uh, different sort of things. I always just like looking at life and things that puzzle me like uh, uncertainty and control just through absurdist device. So no matter how absurd an idea is like an alien crash landing on earth and taking form of your former death friend, um, I always just want to, you know, approach it with the utmost sincerity. He's scared by gremlins dressed up as a Papa John's delivery driver and won't tell us his favorite Jonas brother. Oh man, we thank director of I'm Totally Fine, Brandon Dermer, for taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks, Sean. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic shortcut.